This is the Last Man Standing Podcast with your host, Richard James. All right, welcome to the Last Man Standing Podcast. Today I have my first guest, Pastor Ryan Fluch. Pastor Ryan Fluch is the men's network pastor at Metro Detroit Christian Church, amongst many other titles. Thanks for being a part of the thank podcast. You. Yeah, Mr. thank you. So the first question I have for you is, why is it important yeah. for men to come into an environment with other men? Yeah. Um, there's a, there's a, there's a number of ways to, to look at this. I, uh, let's, one way is that we are, within that question is, an, is, a, is a revelation or an understanding of what is the body. Um, Christ has a body. Christ is, is the head of a body. And this body has parts, pieces, functions, gifts. First Corinthians 12, Revelations, uh, Romans 12. And one of the, one of the um, issues, one of the deceptions, one of the problems that you and I inherited in Adam um, is that we inherited independence. We inherited a, a, a nature that questions the word, questions authority, questions the, um, the boundaries, the, um, um, the uh, parameters of a word that's being spoken, questions all of that, and independently processes the government, the authority, the, the, the word that's coming and works it independently within your own reasoning. So right there, right out of the garden through Adam, we got, we all inherited and all have an independent nature by, by birth. Um, that, that isolated, independent, um, lonely nature uh, has no resolution except to be brought in by, by power, by revelation, by experience, brought out of that nature. And we can go into all the nature transforming dynamics, but brought out of that nature and into, into the person of Jesus Christ. You're taken out of Adam, put in, into Christ. And when you're placed into Christ, you're placed into Christ as a member of a, of a body. You know, you have, a, you have toes and a kneecap and you have hair and you have a nose and eyes and teeth and a heart and all of these pieces and The 
not, not, not one of us is, is everything. I need you. You need me. Like we literally need each other. The, the function, like what you're doing here, I don't do. There's function in my life you don't do. And there's this complementary reality and power that's working all under the headship of Christ. As we're all looking to Christ, as we all see Christ for ourselves, we find our place, we find our function within his body. And it's a perfect, um, it's a complete and perfect place within him. In its connection to the other members. So I think one of the things that you're experiencing when you are talking to men and say, you got to get into the body, you, you got to come. One of the features of that is, man, you are, you are so vulnerable and you're so incomplete without the experience and dynamics and, and not just of lateral brotherhood. That's lateral brotherhood is not even actually where it starts. All, all family begins with a father. So <clears throat> when, I, when I, for instance, if I'm talking to someone, I say, you got to get into the body. You've got to come to church. And I, you know, we have those from time to time where I'm talking to a guy and get a coffee. And I just had one last, last couple months, just had a guy reached out had coffee. And I said, you've got to get into a flow of discipleship. You've got to, um, the independent reading your Bible by yourself system that that system is, is fraught with all of these atom dynamics, independence, isolation, depression, loneliness, you, because no man is the body. But when I'm saying to a person, you've got to get in, where I'm ultimately looking is I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the father or a father. I'm looking at the father who started this whole thing, sent his son. And through his son, we have all that we have. And we have the head of this body, the church, the ecclesia. But I'm also even actually looking to our our senior pastor and saying, um, you need to be in a flow of relationship that's coming out of a father. Now, even within, maybe I'm getting too complex here. You help me. But even within that flow of fatherhood is a flow of fathers. Mm. And that, that ultimately is what produces brothers. Brothers wow. come out of a father and that wow. there's no brotherhood can't even exist without there being a father. Mm. And so we all have a, 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 um, a broader, you could say a global brotherhood with other members of the body of Christ across the region, across the globe, because we all share God, the father, John one, you, we were not born by human will and sex drive. We were born by God, by his will. He chose us to be born. 
And um, so we all share that globally. We have a father and we've all become brothers through our eldest brother. We have the spirit now of Christ in us. So we're not, we're not all brothers together, but it actually comes down even to local communities, local expressions of the body. Um, there, there's, there must be a recognition of a father and yes, a father and mother over a house. And that creates a brotherhood and a covering. So, it's really good. Uh, th- those are some of the dynamics that are working in me, why we must gather. There's, there's a lot of other yeah. dynamics related to preaching and teaching and the government of the word and Zion and David's tent and the, um, the corporate assembly, the corporate warrior that actually has been granted authority by Christ to throw off powers and principalities that actually want to settle over homes and families and people and governments and nations so there's a lot of power, a lot, and, and, and by coming into the body, by coming into the community, you're actually getting drafted into this lifestyle, this, the army of Christ. Um, but on a, if you were to drill down to the individual, the, the independent nature that was in Adam must be undone by power to see to see yourself a part of a corporate expression. It's really counter to the, to the culture that says to be an independent man, self-made man, right. lone wolf, right. Right. That, that there's that whole dynamic of, uh, of pride that, that, you know, right. Of being the guy who made it all happen yourself. Right. And we are individuals. Um, you know, one of the things that can come, that can be labeled on a, on a church at times or on a people at times is that it's about creating robots or clones or that you lose yourself, um, in each other. And it's no, you actually find yourself, your true self in Christ, that lone wolf, the independent is, is actually a whole persona uh, typically, uh, always a persona uh, of, of trying to deal with insecurities, trying to deal with um, pain, trying to produce a life, trying to produce self-esteem. That's not that's not a real man. No, <laughs> that's that's a that's 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 a broken, wounded, depressed man that's using soul tools and wealth accumulation to try and deal with deep, deep embedded pain. Um, When we come to Christ, when we die with Christ, when we get baptized into Christ and baptized into his body, immersed into him, we don't, yes, we shed that old Adam man that's broken. And then we find our real person. I find my real, you find, I find, we find our real self, which is a man, one with Christ. And that will take on certain similarities because we all have Christ in us. 
Christ is a, is, is, is a real man. We have his spirit and we have Christ in us. So Christ in you, Christ in me will take on certain similarities. There'll be certain worldview um, similarities. There'll be certain boundaries that we'll have. There'll be certain expressions that we'll have, that will have similarity, but it'll be the real Richard and it'll be the real Ryan that is manifesting out of Christ in me, out of one man inside mm-hmm. of me. So it's not like <sighs> compliance or performance, looking to the man on stage, what is he doing? And I need to do that in order to fit in. No, I'm looking to Christ in me. You're looking to Christ in you. We're all looking to Christ in us. And as we do that, we find a similar person emerging through a unique skin. Hmm. Mine will have Ryan flavors. Yours will have Richard flavors. (laughs) It's super true. It's totally true. And that creates this very beautiful, um, vibrant tapestry of all these colors and nations and tribes and tongues. We all kind of have it. And it's this beautiful multinational, international, multicultural expression of Christ. Because he's not American. He's not white. <laughs> he's all, he's, he's, He's the ruler and king of everything. So that's really important. So a man comes in not to be um, in, in that invitation, you know, don't come and be like me. Come and find Christ and you will be you. And yeah, there'll be, there'll be flavors and similarities, but you will find you. And so. Hmm. It's really good. You said before you can find brothers, you, you know, yeah. you have to find your father, Absolutely. a father. hundred percent. I mean, you talk to a lot of men. You've yeah. talked to a lot of men. You've, you've heard men in some of their more vulnerable states. Yeah. What's a, a common hangup that men have surrounding the idea of a father? Yeah. This, this is not in any order or ranking, but when you, when you ask that, when you ask that question, what comes to mind is that most men did not have an engaged covering father. Um, most men can, yeah, let me stop you there. Yeah. Most men don't have an engaged covering father. Yeah. What describe covering for me? Yeah. Covering, um, Covering is authority. Covering is engagement. Covering and defining the authority too is the authority that's both in the spirit dimension and in the natural realm. And so, and you, we could slice that up to a whole bunch of different ways because, but stature, maturity, and what a father is to carry is stature and maturity and defining stature and maturity is authority in both the seen and unseen dimensions. So you and I, 
as you and I continue to mature and grow in stature and authentic authority in our lives are not, and, and we're doing this through and in Christ, what we will find is that Christ, and again, this is in the context of a house. This is in the context of preaching and under the government of a father. Mm-hmm. So, Might need a chart to pull this all together. (laughs) But we can't overstate that even what you and I are talking about, when I say about moving on a trajectory that's in Christ, I still have in my world, in my internal imagery, my, I'm seeing a father over me who's helping me in that journey, who's pastoring me and uh, preaching to me and teaching and correcting me and delivering at times that I would stay on my growth curve and trajectory to mature and grow in stature in Christ. You're talking about a physical man. I'm actually talking about a man. Yeah. Yeah. And so with that though, with seeing that, that internal picture. So when you and I talk about, being in Christ or when you and I talk about that stature or maturity is and and following Christ and where Christ is taking us. That's nothing I'm saying is independent of actually being in an environment where you and I are under authority. Mm -hmm. Yes, we're under God, the Father's authority, Jesus Christ's authority, the Spirit's authority, and the authority of the Word. Yes, but we also are under the authority of a, of a man. Mm-hmm. And that, that weirds out, that triggers religious things, that triggers all those independent things, partly because... Not many of us had a father who was carrying that government. What is that government? Again, that government, so I'm just circling all the way back around. That government is maturing and growing in stature authentically in both the visible and the invisible. We're doing that together under government, under in a relationship with each other, under relationship of pastors and leaders, and we're doing that in relationship with Christ. Authentic authority and stature will always manifest in authority, both in the invisible and visible realm. Mm. It won't just, Christ is not just taking us into wealth and resource management. And Christ is not just taking us into authority over the demonic. He's actually, because his purview, the purview of Christ the King is all of heaven and all of earth. Psalm 24, 1. He is the Lord of heaven and earth. Mm. And so you and I, you and I being taught by Christ, you and I under the, the, the stature and maturity development of Christ as he's, as he's leading us will always be leading us to have more authority over the demonic and Expressions into culture, expressions in the home, expressions of fatherhood and, and parenting, expressions 
uh, into resource management and land ownership and business development and civil government that will, and meanwhile, building up the body, discipleship, greater authority to discern spirits and deliverance and casting out demons and preaching and teaching and authority to deliver the word. That is the, that's the man that's growing up in Christ Jesus. Not many of us had a father like that. Right. <laughs> Not many of us had or that man. Been fathers like that. What's that? Not many of us have been fathers like that either. No. And it's, 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 so because not many of us had fathers like that who, who were expressing engaged covering, who were, who were equally discerning the dynamics that are working around your teenage son's soul mm. and taking their wife's hand and at night when the children are in bed, praying with the spirit's energy for those forces and powers to come off mm. of their son's life and staying with it until uh, they see a breakthrough. That and taking your son to your daughter, your son to wrestling camp and taking your daughter out for practicing driving and making time. I have, as you know, I have three daughters, tremendous amount of time for conversation. <laughs> it's a grace, man. <laughs> I, um, I die with Christ as they just pour out their hearts and I find patience and then I find real interest mm. and love and gratitude that I have daughters that are, have found a man, me, mm -hmm. that they can pour their heart out to and I am becoming the template I am the template of who they will marry. So it's very practical. And then advanced, you know, resource management, blah, 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 blah. So many of us had, many men had fathers who had provided partial covering. And wherever there wasn't covering, whether invisible or visible, spiritual, natural, wherever there wasn't com covering, demons come in through that. Mm. Trauma occurs there. Um, resource, uh, self-resourcing to try and cover those gaps. Um, pain, often isolation, withdrawal, and then independence. I need to make my own way. Um, and I, I'd say that's, that, like when you ask the question, that is a, that's a primary one that comes to the surface. Mm is, and there's a lot of threads that shoot off through that. There's suspicion. There's, mm. um, uh, there's there, there actually you could tip over into compliance. Go back uh, to suspicion. Suspicious it, of what? Um, what are their motives? Are they trying to get me to be something that serves them? Um, there, there's, there's a lot that can be different threads that can be around that. 
um, so suspicion. There can be so compliance. Compliance is like a one nice guy syndrome kind of thing. Nice guy, but there can be deep insecurity because. Okay. To say it another way, men can bring their undealt with home of or the, the the ecclesia of the church is a home. It has a father, it has a mother, it has brothers and sisters, it has is has authority. However, the, the formation of home as it occurred within the home of home of origin. By home of origin, I mean, you know, your primary the primary home environment that you were raised in from zero to 18 and, and the formation that took place during that. Consciously, often subconsciously, those, the good, the bad, and the ugly of whatever that was is brought into this house. The good, the bad, the ugly of what you experienced with a father is brought into this house. What you experienced with a mother is brought into this house. <clears throat> and so when I say compliance, what I'm, what I'm talking about is a, just trying to evaluate, this is like a long, but it's, Take it's, your re time. it's real. Um, when, If if we are if we're if we grow up in a home of origin where a man, let's just say, our, where our fathers were not experiencing the fullness of life in Christ, and I'll just I'll even just define that really narrowly, where they are receiving all the resourcing that they need personally through Christ, which actually, which when I, and then when I say Christ, he's the head of the ecclesia, the head of the church. So that's a fullness of, of experience. That's also coming through actual other people. So there's pastors and leaders and friendships and your wife. There's a fullness of relationship that's coming. There's a fullness of resourcing that's coming through Christ. If that's not occurring, and that man is not receiving or, or is experiencing um, completeness, that man works out that incompleteness within his, within his home and his children experience the volatility of that incompleteness. What that looks like is then erratic emotional behavior, erratic psychological um, expressions, and which often will erratic financial, erratic relational. It's, it's just erratic. It's not the stability of Christ. You know, Jesus says, he, he who hears my words and puts them into practice is like a man who builds his house on the rock. 
that is so stable. The winds and the waves beat against that house. It doesn't fall. Right. That is actually the man, but it actually becomes an environment around that man becomes really stable. Um, when a man's not receiving that resourcing from Christ, the stability of Christ, everything around him is destabilized and erratic. And what happens in that case is that the children learn that there isn't stability and they learn really quickly how to figure dad out, how to figure mom out, how to figure dad out, though, we'll stay with dad, how to figure him out and how to move up or down or into the room or out of the room, mm. depending on the erratic X factor of whatever has hit his soul today. Wow. So having to be fluid with the ups and downs of the stability of the father. Totally. <clears throat> wow. Totally. And, and so what that actually, what that, what, what I've seen primarily out of that is, and this is all coming back to compliance. Mm -hmm. It, it opens up an absence of self because self was never allowed to be formed. Mm -hmm. One of the functions of a home of origin is actually to provide the covering and stability that is ultimately coming out of Christ, coming out of the Father, but to provide the stability and covering needed for the slow emergence of a self mm -hmm. over years, over 20 years. So... That is our active job as parents, and it is to discern, discern the obstacles that are actually working around a, a child, discern those things, remove them out of the way by both having covering in the spirit, covering naturally, discerning friendships and relationships, discerning, oh, you know, removal of technology or actually injection of technology. They actually need more exposure to things mm. or um, there's actually, you know, here, here are the emotional things we see that are destabilizing. Here are the spiritual factors that we see. And a father has been given all the government needed on, on in Christ on every level to address those things and provide the covering and stability that's required. Hmm. That's a healthy father. But when that's not occurring, the... Um, when that's not occurring, the emergence of self actually gets shut down because the central person in that home is the father and his moods. Wow. So what happens is the children become, in their own identity, become an, a, a, you know, a planet that's orbiting around. They become a peripheral. Their own identity internally is, I am a... I go up, I go down based on what I'm, my, my father and his, my orbit around him. So you actually, you actually grow. I mean, you're physically continuing to grow. You're now 25, you're now 35, you're now 45 years old. But internally, 
there was never the stability or safety or structure to allow that's that true me that's in there to actually come to the surface, find a voice, mm-hmm. express who are you actually? Um, what are your needs? What are your wants? What are your desires? Huh. What is actually the real passion that's working within you? And yes, finding that all within the context of Christ and his government, but um, the the fruit of that whole thing is that then men come into the church and they think it's the same kind of structure. They see the guy, they, they see a leader, they see a pastor, they see, they see a dyna, dynam, something dynamic happening and they go, I'm going to move up. I'm going to move down. I'm going to rotate. They're doing this. I'll do it with them. They're doing this. And they start orbiting. They start orbiting. Yeah. And that's, that is a major, that's a common thing that most men uh, that had that kind of home environment, and most men had some degree of that home environment where there was gaps. And we're fathers. Yeah. I know there's some degree of it that's going to be working in my children. Yeah, because just, I, I mean, just listening to you right now, I'm like wanting to go, I'm going to go have dinner differently tonight. <laughs> so <thank> totally, <laughs> totally. Oh, my God. oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Inten- what are we intentionally building? It. Oh, that, that orbit thing sticking out. Yeah. Oh, wow. To have to constantly be working, doing the dance. Yes. So, so wow. one of the needs when, a, um, what, one of the, one of the needs is to disciple, pastor, um, and it's it's kind of wild because Christ is in there. It's just it's just really wild because a person has built a persona around around this whole structure, uh, and I don't know if this is. Yeah, no, there's please, a, can, there's please a, I'm, yeah, this is good. So they've built a persona around the absence of a me, the absence of their own identity, the absence of their own their identity. identity. Yeah. And so they're, they're, a, they're a shell. Yeah. Um, like I'm really watching within the whole, I, sh- I shouldn't say really watching. I'm cautious within the whole machismo military patriot. Mm. movement. Mm. There's actually a real thing that comes out of Christ. It's so masculine. It's yeah. so manly Yeah, and suffers and endures and takes cold showers and does all of right. that wonderful stuff. It's real. Yeah. And there's a whole movement that's around men who don't know who they are. Right. Who, but have bodies. They're, they're putting on their, <clears throat> they're, I, I can see that it's like putting on the the macho, yeah, like yeah, brand. Yeah. So you're putting on your Rambo, you're putting on your um, Chuck Norris or whatever it whatever it yeah. may be. I love Chuck and, Norris, but yeah, yeah, I do too, and I I love Rambo. But you're right. There's, <laughs> a, but, but I can see what I you're saying you. where there's an absence of. It was like I had to grab an identity, so I grabbed this one. Totally. But it's not this is the one that seems strong. 
Yes. This is the one that seems acceptable. This is the one that seems big. This or is the one that's countercultural to or countercultural, right yeah. cultural, and 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 this is the one that I sense will put me over, put me over the issues I feel. Yeah. And but it's just a massive shell around. Um, at times, for 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 certain men, can be a massive shell around uh, a big void. And so Christ does an amazing thing. This is, he actually builds up the inner man while tearing down the shell. Mm. It's a very destructive process, very difficult process. There's so much identity wrapped up in the persona, in the shell. It's very challenging to discern the, like, the, you know, the, the real me could be very small. It takes a lot of discernment to try and find that. Who am I actually? It's a messy process. Where, As, does, where does a man start? If like, if someone's listening to this yeah, and they're like, you, you, yeah, I feel I can identify with something of that. What's, what's a first step to well, come out of that or yeah. to find, find themselves? You, um, <clears throat> you, ha you must be in a relationship with a man in Christ who's a, who, who has actual authority. And a, you, there must be a choice to trust that man. And those are massive obstacles. Yes. Okay. So a man goes, ah, oh, that, I don't know if I can do that. Like, right. I, I'll try. Right. How does a man trust who's been abused physically by his father? I know. And every man he ever worked for. I know. Was a walked slave all, walked all older. over him because yep, yep. he didn't have because he he's missing something. I and know. Now, and now he's being asked to go and trust another man like that. I know, man. It's it's. I hear you. I you know I just I say yeah. We pray. I just even feel it right now. We pray that God would sovereignly direct his sons, his daughters, his children. He'd sovereignly direct them into actual houses of God. So a man has a desire to take a step and go, okay, I need a pastor. I need a teacher. I need to submit to some, another man who's carrying something I yeah. do not have. Yep. But all these experiences throughout my life with men, yep. coaches, whatever, yep. other pastors, the church, whatever. And I mean, you hear that story every day, you know, somebody got burned by somebody in authority and then therefore yeah, can't come back under authority. Suspicious of all. Can't come back. Totally. Yeah, suspicious. So what is it a man could look for yeah. to discern is this covering or is this another person who's going to actually take advantage yeah. of my vulnerability? Right. What is a way that a man could, in a, in a healthy way, come into that environment or come into that kind of a relationship and, and have some confidence that they can discern this is right or there's something off here? Right. Uh, here's what comes up when you ask that question. 
um, you look at the fruit. So you come into the environment and you see, you, you, you look, you take a bite. Do I see, do I see righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit? Do I see men being strengthened, women being strengthened, youth and children being strengthened? Do I see, um, do I see a healthy marriage in this senior leader? Do I see healthy children in this senior leader? Scripture is really, this is like that, that whole look, look at the person thing is, is a fearful, but important piece. And um, fearful if you're a leader. Because you're, you are to be looked at. Paul is very clear in Titus, 1 Timothy, 2 Timothy. These are the attributes of a man who's in leadership. This is what, this is what, his, this is what his life is like. This is what um, the spheres of his life are like. This is what his wife's like. Hmm. It's very clear. And that's not to be religious and, you know, check off, you know, you know we're, all, we're all maturing. We're all on that. But is the spirit of this working and um, another, another, another one is that there are men and women and families that have stayed anchored around that, that senior leader, senior leaders over time. So there isn't a constant rotation that that would be, that would be something a little, something not working quite well. Mm. Um, one of the, one of the um, markers of an, of a, of an apostolic house, meaning someone who is in this flow of the fullness of Christ. They're in, they're in a flow of Paul's gospel which is a is the gospel that is over a gospel that puts men over sin and sees the ecclesia rise into prominence and its right place on the earth in that flow one of the markers is that there are junior leaders if you could if I can use that phrase there are junior leaders that have anchored around that person and have stayed over time. When that's not there, something's not quite working well in the mix. So those, now how would you tell that if you're just walking in for the first time? I don't know. Right. But you walk in, so like for instance, you walk into a, a Sunday morning at our church, for instance, and it will have the fullness of righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. And that can be very challenging for someone who has never known it. In what, in what way? It's vocal in a way that could be uncomfortable. It's lively in a way that could be uncomfortable. It's loud in a way that could be uncomfortable. There's authority, which is hugely uncomfortable for most people. There's power, which is very uncomfortable for most people. Um, and if you're not careful, if you're one of these men that's looking for one of these houses to land in that has that 
where where this is a place that I that 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 I can let my guard down. Um, you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to come into touch with possibly an environment that has some challenges to your perceptions of or your desires of what the house should look like. Mm. You know, one of the best ways around this, and if we were to go back to the pattern of health is for fathers today to actually raise, have a home that has the fullness of joy, that has loud in its volume, that has the fullness of authority, that has power in it, that has all these dynamics in it. And which is authentic. This isn't just putting something on. This is the scripture. This is the New Testament. This is the, this is God. And then we, then men don't have that obstacle. They can walk into, they can walk into an apostolic house. They can walk into an environment of the kingdom and go, this is normal. Tongues is normal. Deliverance is normal. Power is normal. Authority is normal. But here's, here's, you know, it, did it start in the home? Did it start in the church? Where did the weakness start? Ultimately starts in the church. But the plan of God is that this remnant that's on the earth right now in 2024 these remnant ecclesias, these remnant churches that are preaching the gospel. What's an ecclesia? It's what you and I would call church. But it's what Jesus intended. He used the word ecclesia, which is a, a, it's a, it's a, an assembly of people who have come out of their homes, have gathered together. And the reason it's important as a distinction from the word church is because ecclesia has all sorts of flavors and truth to it that Jesus intended. It's governmental. The ecclesia, when Jesus used that word in um, Matthew 16, I will build my ecclesia and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Um, or Matthew 18, 16. Matthew 16, 18. One of those. Matthew. Matthew. I will build my ecclesia and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. He didn't say church. He said ecclesia. I'm going to build a called out assembly of, of saints, of little, little anointed ones within a region. And whatever gate is in that region, whatever structure of hell could be in the invisible realm, could be in the visible realm, whatever that structure is, this called out assembly of men and women are going to express they're going to mature out of just engaged ownership of their own lives. They're going to mature out of just engaged uh, covering of their family. And they will take on in time. This is really important. They will take on in time engaged covering of a region. And Jesus is saying, I'm going to build my ecclesia. I'm going to build a company of, of called out ones within a region mm -hmm. and they will they will express authority within a, a regional sphere and 
gates of hell, structures of hell, invisible structures and visible structures, political systems that are off, business code that's wrong and, and oppression that shouldn't exist and um, spousal abuse that's, in, that's happening within the, like we, okay, what teaching is needed, what training is needed, what prayer is needed, what power is needed to see this region come under the fullness of the kingdom of God. And this is what Jesus was describing when we think of a modern day church. Yeah. This, this is, is what he said. This is what I'm going to build. I'm going to build this, is, this thing. And this is not what most people would think of when they think of no. a church in America. Not at all. We, we, we don't, we don't typically have these pictures of, of authority, these pictures of, of dominion. It's all it goes all the way back to Adam and Eve. This is we're we're in that first word that that is 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 coming to pass in Christ. Multiply, have dominion. Mm -hmm. So this ecclesia is what Jesus is building. He starts building it in the individual. Men get training ground in their homes. It gets established as a corporate body. And then it moves out into the region. The ecclesia preaches. The ecclesia sets the model. The ecclesia teaches. The ecclesia shows the patterns because it's a house. Each man takes that to themselves and creates an outpost, their home mm. becomes an outpost, a, an embassy mm. and it reproduces. Now here's the, here's what's really important about that on, on, on a level is that our sons and daughters, our sons and daughters are watching. Is this a form that my parents are in? I'm watching them. We go and do this thing on Sundays and then we come home and we live a totally different way. Right. Hmm. Okay. I'm figuring this out. That's not the pattern. The pattern is to, and, and this is the way because of Christ in us, Christ in me, I don't have, Need like another two hours. <laughs> Christ in me. It would be a form, except for Christ in me and Christ in you. It absolutely would be about personalities and about preferences if it wasn't for Christ in me and Christ in you. But the manifestation of Christ in our senior pastors. I have that, that man, Christ is in me. So when I see the government, when I see the leadership, when I see the authority, when I see the power, when I see the joy, when I see the worship, when I see, when I see the freedom, mm -hmm. I am absolutely delivered from a victim mode or a copycat mode. Well, I should do that at home too. No, no, no. I no, I'm, I'm done with that. We're done with that. Christ is in me. Mm -hmm. So the same man, this heavenly man, 
who has all authority over heaven and earth, that has, whose spirit has been poured out into our hearts. So now we have a new language system. We cry out, Abba, Father, Galatians 4. So that man that's working, that, that strengthens the corporate ecclesia, the called out ones, is the same man that's working in me. So I don't have to put anything on. I don't have to watch something and go home and be like, well, what did pastor do? Mm. No. Pastor's just manifesting who he is in Christ. Mm-hmm. I have Christ. So I'm not seeing anything that the Lord isn't actually working to also work in my life in whatever way is authentic and true within the sphere that I have. Here's the big deal about this. That just smashes the religious spirits that are working around our children all the time. But the other thing is... We are raising a generation We are establishing their normal. Power is normal. Deliverance is normal. Healing is normal. Preaching is normal. Teaching is normal. Authority is normal. And they're experiencing the blessing of it. Mom and dad don't have strife in their communication. Brothers and sisters have a covering that brings government and reconciliation. If something goes wrong between sibling relationships, there's communication has government to it. There's not bullying or name calling. There's financial stability. Dad comes home and he has a stability from day to day to day. He has energy to help me mature. And all of these things are happening. This is really important so that this next generation doesn't take for granted what we've received, the, it, it's not allowed to be locked in as a religious system. It's actually how we live and they've tasted the fruit of it. So I shifted your question there just a little bit because at one we were talking initially about men coming in who have had no grid and man, we need to pray that they find godly houses of they find houses of God with pastors and leaders that have been crucified with Christ to their own agendas mm-hmm. and, and are are now in a move of discipleship to see Christ formed in another. We need to pray that those houses and their, wherever they are all across the globe, that those houses, that, that the, the sheep, the members of Christ's body, they flood out of these, of, of homes, that, uh, uh, houses of God that don't have that kind of leadership and environment. And they, and they, God sovereignly leads his body into houses that have that. Hmm. So we pray, but what can we do practically so that 
we don't raise another generation of wounded men. We take what we're receiving and we bring it into our homes and we live it, we express it, and we deal with all of our stuff to not be men of authority, to not be men that have power, that, and, uh, to not be men who speak. Mm-hmm. I had a, <clears throat> years ago, there was, it was really coming out um, about the nature of sex trafficking and um, the prevalence of it, the industry. And um, learning here, like Metro Detroit, Birmingham, places like that, like, massive hotspots hmm. for sex trafficking of children. It's crazy. This is a, this is a hub. We're in one. And I, I got so fired up, you know, it's like, man, I'm not doing anything and I need to be doing more. And, um, I could feel all this energy and the Lord stopped me and said, Ryan, Here's what, here's your assignment. Get a hundred homes that have fathers who are not looking at pornography. Fathers that might have grown up in really damaged homes, cursed homes, broken homes, vulnerable to reproducing a broken home that opens up sex trafficking vulnerabilities whether participation through pornography or whether just even brokenness and foolishness and lack of wisdom and so on. That your agenda, your raise a hundred homes, stop the curse in the sphere that you're in, get, get a hundred pure fathers. Um, we need to just take advantage of every man that walks in through our doors and grab him, and say, you have found a home. Let me just, I mean, I, you and I have a little history of. We do. <laughs> of helping each other stay in a home. Mm-hmm. And there's all sorts of triggers and traps. Yeah. And. But we also have an on-the-ground assignment to stop the trauma, stop the curse, yeah, not to reproduce what we received in our home of origin. And which but, looks like what, practically? To be the one who says, buck stops here. Yeah. What does that look like? Yeah, looks like ownership of my life, ownership of my weaknesses, ownership of, of, um, immaturity. It looks like intentional, uh, intentional pursuit of a, of a father, intentional openness of vulnerable conversations, not hiding, um, weaknesses or sin, receiving a voice into those places looks like, um, presence, not viewing, um, not viewing the gathering of men as something peripheral 
that if it works into my schedule, if, the, if, if my kids don't have sports on Sunday, then maybe I'll, I'll come. But actually seeing that I, I have come out of a home of origin with all its trauma and by the grace of God, I've been placed into a home of a new home of origin for my new man hmm. with, with all the rights and privileges and all the dynamics of, 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 of fathering and mothering in my new man, all the, all the experiences of being a brother for my, of this new life, like that, that old one's gone. And so being present, being vulnerable, a big one. Well, there's so many discipleship. What is discipleship? Discipleship. It begins in a worldview that what is in one man, finish the sentence, what is in one man and that God desires to see that transferred into another man. God is no respecter. And The, the worldview that what I see in you is, and this is, takes discernment, what I see in you is coming out of Christ, which means there can be grace in your life to open up dimensions of Christ that I've not yet stepped into in my life. Or I have dimension, I have those dimensions, I have that grace, but it's in seed form. And I need to walk with you over seasons, years, decades to actually see that seed become an oak tree, which mm. I know was my destiny. So discipleship is the intentional um, it's intentional relationship. Um and it, it has many facets to it. it has submission and yieldedness and love, and honor. And again, it comes back to the other body dynamics. You don't lose yourself, actually. You, I, you find yourself. Discipleship is never about cloning. Hmm. It's about formation of, it's formation of the one. It's seeing seeing what's in, what is the, what is the expression of Christ? The gift mix, the, the, and nurturing that to come out. Hmm. So this is a subject I've been looking at a lot. I've been yeah. studying this a lot. Yeah. The rites of passage, looking throughout you know, centuries, yeah. thousands of years. Yep. When did a boy become a man? Right. And you could read a thousand books and every expert in, you know, uh, in gender studies or in yeah. psychology or sociology will give you a different answer of when does a boy become a man and why? What do you see? 
or a boy what? becomes a man. Good. When, when he accepts Christ and allows Christ to, for real, begin working and manifesting the new man inside your body. The new man, which is the man inside of you that is influenced yeah. by and powered by Christ. Yeah, it is Christ. Yes. Christ is your new man. Yeah. Um, so, yes, there's, there's very practical dynamics of, of being a boy. There's physical components to being a boy, and there's maturity. I have an 11-year-old, and he's a boy. There's some physical development that's still occurring, and I, I will watch him over the next decade mature physically as a man. However, the internal dynamics of boyhood are not necessarily as straightforward. They're not, they're not guaranteed, actually. Um, a man could be 55 years old and be a boy internally. Uh, in fact, we actually have... Um, uh, we actually have a, a an epidemic, if you will, of women marrying boys, and it's a massive problem in our in our culture, in our nation as a whole. We we most married relationships are mothers with boys. They're not fundamentally father and a mother. They're not fundamentally a husband and wife. Where a man has risen in Christ has thrown off all the trauma of childhood, all the issues, all the religious spirits, all the insecurity about expressing authority, all the insecurity about being in a fellowship, a community of believers, and not afraid of losing yourself within that whole. So there's maturity, maturity, maturity. Not... Um, Most marriages are not with that kind of man. Hmm. It's a slow, this is going to take decades, reformation over decades. Um, but so it's not guaranteed. And I think, our, our, you know, in our culture, you have, you know, you grow up, you turn 13, you, you know, and you're a teenager and you're, or are you a young man? And well, I'm going to go to college and I'm going to get a degree. Now I'm a man. Well, are you? And well, I'm going to get married. And now I'm a man. Well, you, you ask most men, it's like, I don't, I'm not sure. Well, I'll have children. Uh, you follow that whole track. Most guys get to 65, 70 and go, I'm not sure if I ever shed some of the deep trauma and insecurities of, that I'm really just a boy and I've kind of covered it all. So, which is tragic, absolutely tragic, and because tragic for because the man, of the, tragic for his family, for our nation, we're we've lo nation. we're losing our nation because of it. Um. So the the need is preaching, Christ in you, warning. This is Colossians one, warning, preaching and teaching, a mystery 
of Gentiles, for Gentiles. It's been hidden since the beginning of time. Christ in you, the hope of glory, the new man. Hmm. And so that is the point of maturity. This fully formed, mature man named Christ, Jesus Christ, jumps into your body and he begins working from the inside out to express authority and stature and maturity, both in the spiritual realm and in the, in the, in the scene realm, business and industry and caring for your lawn. He's just working out through you. Mm. That is manhood. Wow. Christ is manhood. Christ is masculinity. And the absence of preaching Mix, uh, uh, preaching requires authority. So the, the absence of preaching, the absence of discipleship, discipleship re- requires authority. And watered down gospels, watered down uh, therapy uh, modes for, um, for most for, for Christian environments <clears throat> have not formed Christ in men. And because Christ is not being formed in men, men are not becoming men. So the need is to be under preaching for that to continue to rise in each of us. And the need for ourselves is for uh, us to turn and become a preacher into our spheres so that um, the cycle can break and our nation can um, can shift out of being mostly boys hmm. into a nation of men. Yeah. And it'll make it strong. We'll, yeah. be, we'll become a strong nation through, through, through the work of the ecclesia, through the work of the gospel, through the work of Christ in us. That's really good. Pastor Ryan. Thanks for listening to the Last Men Standing Podcast. Please like, subscribe, and share. Visit our weekly blog at lastmen.us.